Hey everyone, before we start, I wanted to encourage you to become part of our community on Discord. I always like to say the water is warm, it's very inviting, and no one is going to treat you anything less than an awesome human being because that's how we run it. Our Discord community has actually grown every single day for the last 53 days, and we are so proud of that. But that's where we're going to interact with you a little bit more. And you could ask your questions. You could show your project. You can do all kinds of things. But if you've been on the fence about Discord, like I always was, give it a shot. And we'll see you there. Links in the show notes. All right, everyone. I, I'm the dude who wanted to be Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men. I wanted to be a lawyer. I was so pumped about it. But... That didn't come to fruition. But now there's an aspect of law that people could get into, and that is why we have our guest here today to talk about how to be a lawyer for the metaverse, potentially, or for people who are artists, who are people who are selling, all that good stuff. And here we go. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. What is up, friends? Hope you're having an awesome day. It's a great day to talk about some NFTs and talk about law. Do you guys remember our friend Andy Storch? We had him back on the show several episodes ago, and he sent Rich and I a text message uh, when he was in New York and said, y'all, y'all listen. He said, there's this woman that you've got to meet who is a lawyer and deals with NFTs. And, you know, our first response is like, oh, shoot, Mm -hmm. somebody's calling the law up in here. Like how people be getting in trouble with NFTs. We're going to dig into that today. Shekinah Apato, it's so cool to meet you. Thank you for taking a second to jump on the show. No problem at all. I'm glad to be here. Now, did you think when you were like growing up one day, I'm going to be an NFT lawyer? Absolutely not. Not at all. Uh, Even in law school, certainly was not the thought at all. What kind of law did you specialize in, by the way? Or, I mean, I think you you specialize in a certain law, right? Yeah, it's intellectual property. But when I was in law school, I mean, the idea was that I was going to be an immigration attorney. Uh, and, and work uh, with with asylum seekers. So wow. that's a huge wow. shift. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, first things first, can you talk to us about who you serve and why you serve them? Yes, I can. And so I serve artists, um, artists in the NFT community. And the reason why I serve them is because I'm a huge art lover. I would say I don't have an artist bone in in my body. I can barely draw a straight line. And so the the best way I could be involved, you know, like in art was supporting, you know, artists and, you know, and that's what the law, because you, I mean, you hear a lot of stories of artists, even with, um, with large, uh, what do you call it, uh, auctions, like they're not the ones making, you know, the money. When you see art selling for millions of dollars, this is usually when the artist is, you know, unfortunately passed away and it's their estate, you know, getting those returns. So I saw NFTs as a way to really help artists, you know, not, I mean, NFTs helps artists, you know, have creative control over what their, you know, over their art. 
And then I saw me bringing in the legal aspect to just kind of help them with contracts and maintaining ownership of what they're selling. Ooh, tell us what you mean by maintaining ownership. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, like you hear about so many projects. I mean, I'm going to give you an example, like the Board 8 project. That's one of the biggest, you know, like well-known projects out there. And this project, they gave away uh, the commercial rights to the art, you know, of the board ape. If you own a board ape NFT, then you own that character, you know, as long as you own the NFT. And you've seen a lot of people that have been monetizing, you know, starting band, rock bands and uh, like selling skateboards, et cetera. And so maintaining means, you know, like, what are you putting in the contract? What are you putting in the smart contract when that when that NFT is being executed on the blockchain? You know, are you transferring your copyright to the person that's buying it? Innately, no. You know, like innately, NFT artists are not doing that. But some, you know, are interested in, in licensing, you know, the characters that they create, the art they create. And so helping them, you know, like, what's the best language, you know, what's an exclusive license, what's a non-exclusive license, um, geographically, where do you want it, what, what this to happen worldwide, for how long, so it's a lot of possibilities. <laughs> we just had a question actually about smart contracts, somebody said, well, if I want to make a contract with my NFT, like, where's this smart contract actually yeah, yeah. at? Yeah, Meta- I think it's smart contracts. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, really. <laughs> I mean, the the funny thing with smart contracts is the name, like the, the contract part, uh, you know, of that name should be completely dropped because it's not a contract, legally speaking, at all. It, it's executable code. It's code, you know, that says Bob is selling this piece of art to Sam for this amount of money, and and it puts that like it it it. it executes the transaction onto the blockchain that's all it does it doesn't talk about like yeah any there is no technical legal language of you know who actually owns who owns the rights do they have the the right to sell you know to the buyer so i mean the two concerns from what i've heard you say is because this is all kind of in a virtual world and a super new landscape, if someone gets screwed over by someone else, like there's not a lot of recourse because there's nothing really built. Like we're talking about code and unless someone has hired you and they're not, then they're not protected. But the second thing is if you are a true newbie and you happen to be an artist who's now a a traditional artist being like, I'm going to break into NFTs. um, And you could check out our episode with decline on that one. But if, if you made digital art and you were happy with the fact that anytime any of your artwork changed hands in OpenSea or anything like that, you'd get a royalty, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you maintain the intellectual property. Yeah, like you said, someone can make a movie with um, the project name. Someone can make an album with the project name. And, and I mean, what what should people... How should people approach this without making it feel like the icky terms and conditions world that we all know when it's supposed to be the cool NFT world? I mean, the best thing for artists to do is number one, you like trademark your, your name, the name that you're using, you know, as an artist, 
trademark the the name of, of the character that you've created. You know, if you're creating, you know, like ten thousand, you know, like pro, yeah, ten thousand versions of one character, which the board eight yacht club would be an example of. If you're doing that, then trademark that name. And and there's one thing that's really interesting with with what the board eight yacht club did with their commercial rights. So they gave it, a, they gave the commercial rights to use the art for those, for the collectors, but you're not allowed to use the board eight yacht club name. Okay. So, so you can sell, I don't know, like number I don't know, three, 33, you know, 55, but you're not using, you know, their, the board eight yacht club name, you know, along with what you're selling. And so I, because they have a trademark. So I would say artists trademark your artist name that you're going by trademark the whatever you're calling your NFT project or, and that character name cop do a register a copyright for the art you know, for that character. And even, and, and there's also a way to even trademark the actual character. Hmm. Um, you know, so there's so many ways that you can protect what you're putting out there on the blockchain because yeah, it is the metaverse. It is infinite. You know, like I said, I mentioned geographic location, you know, before and, and, and maybe licensing, you know, worldwide rights or North America, that shouldn't even be considered when it comes, you know, to NFTs because it's, it's, yeah, it's in the metaverse. It's for everyone to access, uh, almost regardless of what country you're in. You just need an internet connection. Hey, newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now, this course is going to cover a few things, and we want to tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously, we're going to cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you want to make money. Some of you want to invest money. Some of you want to make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Halim saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. So, you know, you know, we're newbies here. So I, I know when we'd be making these smart contracts and stuff and later on, we might be like, oops. I learned some stuff. Can I go back and reverse what I contracted or is it set in stone? It is set in stone. You are not able uh -oh. to go and, and edit like you would. I mean, there's something that's called a, a burn mechanism where you can burn the, the NFT that you've deployed onto the blockchain. But then, but if you've already sold it, you need the buyer, you know, to agree to that. And you have to contact them, you know, you, Hopefully you'd have their actual information to where you can get in, con in contact with them and say, hey, I made a mistake. I want to burn this, but I'll get you, uh, I'll deploy a new one for you. Um, when people come to you, well, number one, uh, when Andy texted us, I'm like, <laughs> a lawyer? So like, there can't be many of you yet. And if there are, or if there are people thinking about it, I could 
really quickly see how they could talk themselves out of it because it's so new and and crazy. Mm -hmm. What has given you the confidence to be like, no matter how much this changes, no matter how fast it's evolving, like I'm going to support these artists and here's where I'm going to go for my knowledge because I've, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet you have to go to Twitter and Discord quite a bit just to, just to stay fresh. Uh, Twitter is every day. I mean, Twitter is where I get all of my news. Yeah. <laughs> but even, you know, but, but before that, I mean, I just really had a really good opportunity um, to start working with one of the biggest names within the NFT space um, artifact studios mm-hmm. and it's, and, and they get this, like at the beginning of the year had sold NFT sneakers for 3 million, like a, about 600 NFT sneakers, like NFT, like virtual sneakers, you know, for, for, yeah, for over 3 million. And that got a lot of news. Um, <clears throat> and it's through working with them that I've yeah been able to meet so many other artists and, and work on, you know, other projects and, you know, I would say, you know, for myself and, and for anyone interested, I mean, I'm simply applying r- like traditional law, mm-hmm. IP and contract law, you know, to, you know, yeah, to the NFT market. I mean, there is, you would need new law to be created. Um, but aside from that, I mean, it's okay to use traditional contract law and traditional IP law. I mean, we live in a, yeah, in the real world. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we're still governed by traditional laws. So we get DMs and emails daily from artists who are wanting to put their work out there, which is awesome. What would you advise? So maybe some, you know, red flags or things to consider when you're a brand sneaking new artist and you're entering into this space? What are some common things we miss? Two or three, maybe thoughts. Um, same thing I said before, copyright your art because it's going to get out there. And, and if it's that good, there's going to be, someone's going to copy it. Um, and you're going to see fakes out there that's happened with every big project and, and even smaller projects. Um, so tr- trademark your name because you don't want, if, if it does well and like your personal name, no, your like artist name. trademark. You, oh. Your artist name. If you were, if you weren't to trademark your like birth name, you have to be so known. Like you have to have, yeah. Some, Sorry, Heather. You have to be famous. You have to be famous. I was getting excited. So, so aside from that, like you, you wouldn't be able to. Um, but can you imagine going home for Christmas? Be like, I trademarked my yeah. new mom. Yeah. Thanks. I, and it has to be in commerce. In order to trademark anything, it, you'd have to be have an intent to yeah, sell it in some way on some type of item or, you know, already doing it. So, uh, so trademark, copyright, anything else? Um, and be okay with the fact that there will be fakes. Yeah. So build up your community so that they know who you are. Do the work Excellent. of building your community. Don't hire some marketing person for, for a stupid amount of money. Build your own community. You can do it. Um, Preach. Uh, I have to ask this question real quick. I, I trademarked a phrase. Um, I completely forgot about it. I don't even remember how much I paid. I went through legal I Zoom. Don't laugh. This. And um, I was like, okay, here's my phrase. And I just got like, it literally got approved. They're like, you have nothing to do. Like you're set. I got all this paperwork. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot all about that. Um, but it took months and months. If you are an NFT artist, six months in the NFT world is like 10 years. So if I'm trying to move fast and get my shit out there, 
Like, how am I supposed to wait that long? Like, what do I do? Create content or sit on it and tell them trademark? No, you don't have to do that at all. It's when you file the application. When you file the application, you automatically have that placeholder. So it usually takes about a year, uh-huh. you know, like close to a year, um, because it, it, goodness, it, they're not only backlogged, but it has to go through uh, like an examining attorney yep. that needs to, you know, make sure that it's legit. And then they, and if it goes gets through that, and then they will publish it for about for a couple months in like a, the USPTO um, Gazette, the Trademark Office Gazette, for a couple months to allow people to kind of oppose it. No, that's mine, or that's too similar to mine. Yes. And if it gets once it gets through that, and then it'll finally be registered. But it'll be registered on the date that you filed the application, okay. so you don't have to wait. Same thing with the copyright; Excellent. you don't have to wait. Just file it. I have, this is good. We're, after we stop recording, Heather, we got two questions uh, for I, I have two questions for you. But Heather, you want to ask our last? Actually, I'm sorry, we got to ask where we can yeah. find her. Yeah, she kind of work. Where can people connect with you online? Goodness, um, you can find me at uh, metaverse-ip.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, oh, good. I have to spell this for you though. It's um, S. H number three, K the number one, uh, N the number four, and H. So it's my first name, but it's a there's a three, one, four, you know, for a couple of the the letters. Okay. He's we'll, trying we'll, to go under we'll, the radar. Online, we'll, put it, we'll put it in you the, don't find you. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes for sure. But uh here's our random last question that we asked from our little interview yes. deck. And Heather, yes. here you go. Here we go. What are most people afraid of that doesn't scare you? Wow, it's gonna be a random answer to give you. I'm gonna say dead bodies. <laughs> Very um, well. and I was, yeah, in high school, I um, interned. I'm from Miami. Interned at the local um, uh, autopsy office, a uh, medical examiner's office in Dade County. For Dade County. Yep. Yeah, for for 11, my 11th grade year. So that whole school year, I was at the morgue. So I, I've seen it all. <laughs> it's so weird i know oh man well she kind of thank you so much hey you guys heard her she likes virtual kicks so send her some virtual kicks she'll write up a contract for you and then we'll be on our way but thank you so much for being here this is nft for newbies 